Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Semitic acts at schools. This is absolutely unacceptable. I'm Mike Marillo. At the end of their lives, are more Americans doing what President Carter is doing and choosing hospice care? We'll talk with the health affairs editor-in-chief, Alan Weil, coming up in just minutes on WTOP. Good win tonight for the Terps. It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steele. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Police in Orange County, Florida, have detained a person after multiple people were shot in Pine Hills, west of Orlando. Sheriff John Mina explains the series of shootings that began when a young woman was killed and the alleged gunman returned to the scene. The, the homicide earlier this morning, at some point around 4 o'clock, he returns to the scene. Um, he goes to the vehicle where the news media people are at. Uh, he shoots uh, both the people from News 13. Uh, then he goes up to Harrington Street. He walks inside the house and shoots uh, the nine-year-old and the mom. The TV reporter and the nine-year-old have died. The mother and a second TV crew member are hospitalized. Minnesota's Twin Cities expect as much as 20 inches of snow from the second wave of a storm system. CBS's Jennifer Merely says that West Coast has also been impacted. Snow and freezing temperatures are hitting much of California, creating headaches for truck drivers. I try to avoid getting myself into a situation where I am going to get stuck. Powerful winds also toppled trees and power lines in the state, leaving near Nearly 200,000 customers without electricity. The storm is expected to be in the Northeast on Friday. Former President Trump visits eastern Ohio, site of a toxic train derailment earlier this month. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg travels to East Palestine, Ohio tomorrow. Handing out hats and hamburgers, former President Trump called the Biden administration's response to the toxic train derailment a betrayal. What this community needs now are not excuses and... Uh, all of the other things you've been hearing, but answers and results. Columbiana County has been Trump country. He won around 70% of the vote here in 2016 and in 2020. That's Roxanne Saberi reporting. Investigators in Little Rock, Arkansas, are looking into what caused a small plane to crash near Clinton Airport, killing five people. Diversity policies at the University of Texas have been put on hold a week after the governor called the practice illegal. Reporter Chris Fox. The race-conscious admissions policy at UT was endorsed by the U.S. Supreme Court, but now its Board of Regents put a temporary halt on anything having to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Board Chair Kevin Eltai. Certain DEI efforts have strayed from the original intent to now imposing requirements and actions that has raised the concerns of our policymakers. Referring to Governor Abbott's call to end the policy, which is not sitting well with the Texas NAACP. President Gary Bledsoe. DEI programs are a tool to legally address implicit and explicit bias and discrimination. Chris Fox for CBS News, Austin. Stocks and mixed on Wall Street. This is CBS News. Business owners, General Steel can help save you thousands by owning your own custom-designed buildings. Call 888-98-STEEL or visit GeneralSteel.com. 903 on WTOP, Wednesday night, February 22nd, 2023. Tyson's is at 51 and we're rising into the 50s and 60s. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following at this hour. 
do have breaking news on WTOP. A man is dead after a shooting involving a police officer outside Tyson's Corner Center Mall in Fairfax County tonight, just about 6.30. Police say the man was shot in the upper body on Fashion Boulevard, not far from the Bloomingdale store. No officers were injured during this encounter. Fashion Boulevard, at last report, had been shut down between Leesburg Pike and Tyson's One Place. We're waiting for an update from Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis that is expected any moment now, and a WTOP reporter is at the scene. Stay here and check in at WTOP.com as we bring you more tonight on this developing story. An American Eagle flight from Jacksonville, Florida, here to Reagan National, never made it to the nation's capital. Flight 3444 had to divert and land at Raleigh-Durham due to a security concern involving an unruly customer. Police met the flight in North Carolina and took that person away. The trouble began during that flight at 3.40 in the afternoon. The FAA says it will now investigate, and we'll have more for you on WTOP as we learn more. Federal charges, were told, may be filed. For the first time, the new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center is detailing some of the changes she's making. The center has been heavily criticized for delays in sending out ambulances and other first responders, mistakes such as sending emergency crews to incorrect addresses. Critics say people have died. Promising that this is going to be a fresh start, Heather McGaffin, the acting director of D.C.'s Office of Unified Communications, said there are now four or five supervisors on duty at any given time. Previously, there were two or three supervisors here. Also, new employees will now need to go through 14 weeks of training instead of the five weeks that were previously required. Eight of those weeks will be classroom training with nationally certified instructors, which is new. And McGaffin says trainees who don't meet weekly benchmarks will be held accountable. We're going to make tough decisions here, and we're going to do it in the best interest of public safety. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Now to the call for help from Montgomery County Schools to curb the rising number of anti-Semitic messages popping up on campuses. But since the superintendent made a plea on Friday to do just that, there have been even more instances of anti-Jewish hate. To have nine incidents happen within our school system, says that this is absolutely unacceptable. Superintendent Dr. Manifa McKnight says in the short term, students involved in these acts will not only be punished, but also see what happened added to their personal file. If you make a poor decision that will be documented, it will be documented, but you have all the time to repair that. Also, parents of those students will be required to come in and be part of the discussion on how their child brings restoration to the community that have been impacted by their acts. In the long term, she says, there will be lessons in schools about anti-Semitism and hate. So that we can become more sensitive, more caring, and more knowledgeable about our actions and our behavior. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Staying in Montgomery County, hate symbols and crimes are on the rise outside the school system. One local lawmaker wants to start an anti-hate task force in response. County Council President Evan Glass says the spike in racial, ethnic, and LGBTQ hate crime is disturbing and frightening. He says the latest numbers from 2021 show more than 140 bias incidents, more than half were race-related, dozens of them targeted religion, especially Jewish people. Glass has sent a letter about creating the task force to County Executive Mark Eldridge. Coming up here after traffic and weather, as former President Carter chooses to spend the time he has left in hospice care at home with his family, we'll talk with health affairs about why that is becoming more accepted and better understood. We'll talk more in minutes right here on WTOP. 907. Come on, man. I thought you said we have better seats this time. Oh, but we do. With 100 times space zoom on my new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, we can see everything. Whoa, are you zooming in on the coach's clipboard? Yep, and it looks like he might be doodling. The mascot riding a pony? I can't even see the puck that they need to shoot! So... 
take our seats now. <laughs> I think I just really like your S23 Ultra. Take advantage of amazing carrier offers now at Samsung.com. Inflation is running hotter and returns are cooling down. Is your financial plan primed for a changing environment? Every week, we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know about them. To learn more about the impact of higher prices and how to become a better informed, wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at thewiseinvestorgroup.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. It's 9.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and we are going to Bob Imler in the traffic center. On the Beltway, on the outer loop, heavy and slow through Silver Spring, getting into Bethesda. The crash remains involving the car under the truck after Connecticut Avenue and before 355, squeezing by very slowly to the left. At last report, just one lane getting by. Southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you do slow down getting into Greenbelt. It is the guardrail work getting by single file to the right. Northbound, the travel lanes are open and running well. And traffic on 270 is pretty quiet both ways. All is quiet on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. On the Virginia side, both 395 and 95 are running without delay, at least as far south as Fredericksburg. And on 66, both inside and outside the Beltway, you are good to go. In the district on 295, 695, and 395, all running well. Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill is Broadway's Tony and Grammy Award-winning musical at D.C.'s National Theater, March 14th through 26th only. Get tickets now at broadwayatthenational.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Breaking news on WTOP. Take you live to Tyson's Corner near the mall where Kevin Davis of Fairfax County Police is providing an update. We've learned that a man was shot to death earlier today along Fashion Boulevard in McLean. We'll join this news conference live. Kevin Davis of Fairfax County Police. And we're going to do the same thing this time around as well. We'll work collaboratively with the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office. Uh, we know how, how much scrutiny these officer-involved shootings and the scrutiny that follows these officer-involved shootings, not just here, but around the country. And it's something we take very, very seriously. So why don't I pause there and take any questions? Chief, I'll ask you questions, but if you just want to look toward the sure. last here, I'd appreciate it. Um, any past uh, encounters with this person? Uh, is he known to the office? Uh, the, the, the suspect who, who was shot um, this evening is absolutely uh, very well known to law enforcement in the National Capital Region. Uh, he, in fact, has a significant uh, violent criminal history. We're not identifying him at this point. The only thing I'll say about the suspect who was shot tonight and, uh, and, and passed away is that he's an adult male, and his, his uh, encounters with local law enforcement in the National Capital Region span back many years, and it's a violent criminal history. Uh, Fairfax residents here elsewhere. Uh, I don't know his place of residency at the moment. We'll clarify where he lives now uh, at our follow-up press conference. So the suspect didn't fire at officers first in this case, or is that still be under investigation? So I want to be really careful when I describe what the suspect uh, may have been or may not have been uh, in his possession at the time our police officers discharged their firearms. Uh, he was about 20, 30 yards into a, a pretty thick wooded patch. Um, so that's why we're holding that, that scene, because we want to make sure that if anything was discarded, that we have an opportunity to identify it and, and recover it. So that's why, uh, at this moment, 
Uh, I don't want to say something now that later proves to be untrue 24, 48 hours from now. Um, I do not know if he was armed. Um, we're going to certainly um, examine every every square inch uh, of not only the, the foot chase that lasted about a quarter of a mile, but we're also going to examine the area where the officer-involved shooting took place as well. We're going to conduct a very thorough crime scene investigation. What's the protocol then for when officers you know, can fire at a suspect, especially for something that seems like uh, a shoplifting case here? Well, the police officers were notified by loss prevention earlier about a crime that was taking place, a theft that was taking place. Uh, the, the exact nature of that theft, I'm not uh, ready to describe yet because that's under investigation. Um, this county, Fairfax County, has had a long-standing commitment to Tyson's Corner Center. In fact, we have a, a full-time Tyson's Urban team uh, that consists of about 16 full-time police officers that are assigned 24-7-365 uh, to this location because it's that important for public safety, not only in Fairfax County, but folks who come here every day um, from the National Capital Region. 25 million people come here every year. So our commitment, our county commitment, our police, office, our police department's commitment to public safety here is longstanding, and it's something we take great pride in. So when we're alerted to criminal activity that's uh, in progress, it's uh, our longstanding duty and responsibility to investigate that. In fact, that's what happened tonight, and the suspect ran from our police officers. I don't know why he ran, um, and we chased him, and at some point during that chase, something happened that's still under investigation uh, that prompted our two Fairfax County police officers to discharge uh, their firearms. That's Kevin Davis tonight, he is Fairfax County's police chief, explaining a shooting turned out to be a deadly shooting near Tyson's Corner Center, a theft suspect being pursued by a couple of police officers who both fired, and some of those shots hit the man, killing him. And as you heard the chief say there, he doesn't know why the man ran from police when he was asked to stop. We'll keep you updated here. We have a reporter at the scene, and we'll continue our coverage of this here on WTOP. Now 9-13, we'll take a look at uh, what's happened tonight in sports so far, which includes new hope for Caps fans and a big victory for the University of Maryland men's basketball team. Stay close to WTOP. Every piece of land has a story. Some right there is behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor, like the Upshaws. This is my tractor penny. It's all about attention to detail. But the Nelsons love cruising around their expansive Montana ranch in their John Deere Gator UV. We've been here since 1868. While the Caggianos drive a John Deere zero-turn mower to keep their Long Island brewery looking sharp. Don't call me. Don't bother me. I'm going out to mow for a couple hours. Run with us and start telling your story. Learn more at johndeere.com slash radio. At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking practices, we provide our customers with peace of mind protection. We offer the best of both worlds, the technology, products, and expertise you expect from a big bank, but with the personal touch and local decision-making only a local community bank delivers. Learn more at bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC. 50 degrees in Chantilly were brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule 
your free in-home estimate. Have you been hit with a crippling cyber attack that stemmed from a third-party vendor? Executive Order 14028 calls for changes in cyber supply chain risk management to help agencies work with vendors more securely. Risk Recon, a MasterCard company, gives you the visibility to understand and act on risk in your cyber supply chain, giving you the clarity you need to do business with vendors who meet all compliance standards. Don't wait. Learn more today at Risk Recon. Dot com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now at 915, we're going to Rob Woodford. All right, Maryland left little doubts of the outcome at Xfinity Center, where George Wallace was on hand to see the Terps cruise past Minnesota in College Park. Well, Rob, Maryland bounces back after that tough overtime loss and beats Minnesota 88-70 to to get win number 19 on the year and number 10 in conference. Maryland led by as many as 28 in this one. Used a 15-0 run. All five starters in double figures led by Juju Reese's 21. Hakeem Hart added 20 on 6 of 8 shooting. And Maryland shoots over 70% for most of the game in control of this one. Austin Garcia led the way for Minnesota with 15 points. But in the end, too much Maryland. 88-70, Rob. They win it in College Park. And sixth-ranked Virginia could have used some of that hot Maryland shooting. They made only 32% of their shots in a 63-48 upset loss to Boston College. So uh, the Cavaliers give up the ACC lead to Miami with that defeat. In other uh, games of local interest, uh, George Washington needed overtime. They beat Rhode Island 89-80. American blew a 10-point lead to Navy. The midshipmen cruising to a 70-54 win at Bender Arena. Georgetown just getting started at Capital One Arena as they host St. John's early on the Red Storm, 6-5 to lead. The Capitals welcomed Alex Ovechkin back with open arms over at Kettler for the morning skates. It was his first practice since returning from Russia following his father's passing. Ovi's expected to return to game action either tomorrow night or Saturday, and the commanders will... Uh, definitely introduce Eric Bieniemy tomorrow. They're reportedly talking to uh, former NFL receiver Greg Lewis about a top spot on the offensive staff. He, of course, was in Kansas City with Bieniemy the last few seasons. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. 917, there's a new federal lawsuit against D.C. police. A group of protesters is accusing the force of violating their First Amendment rights during the 2020 protests in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. The suit was filed today in D.C.'s district court by the Partnership for Civil Justice Fund on behalf of three protesters. The complaint says police must stop the indiscriminate use of projectile weapons into crowds of protesters. Two plaintiffs say police used a weapon that exploded shrapnel into their legs during demonstrations, causing puncture wounds. They're asking for compensation for medical bills and punitive damages against D.C. police. Top stories that we're following for you this hour. Breaking news, Fairfax County police shoot and kill a man suspected of stealing from Tyson's Mall. A local school system says it's found more anti-Semitic symbols and messages inside four of its schools. And former President Trump points fingers at the Biden White House as the former leader visits East Palestine, Ohio where that train derailment led to a big fire and toxic chemical release. We'll go in-depth about that case with the Washington Post at 940. Stay with WTOP for more. Now to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. On the Beltway in Montgomery County, outer loop delays start just after Georgia Avenue getting past Connecticut Avenue. At least two lanes are getting past the crash after Connecticut Avenue on the outer loop now. So speeds are starting to pick up just a little bit. As they clean up the crash involving a car under a tractor trailer. So at least two lanes open and speeds are picking up a bit there now. Baltimore Washington Parkway, that's still heavy and slow getting past the guardrail work in Greenbelt. 
Before Greenbelt Road, getting by single file to the right. Northbound, the lanes are open, and 95 is without delay, as is 270 both ways. 50 out to the Bay Bridge is good to go. And in Virginia, so far, nothing set up in terms of road work on 66. Traffic runs without delay, really from Strasburg in toward uh, Roslyn. And 395 and 95, each pretty quiet as well. Marlowe Furniture's President Day mattress sale has been held over through this weekend. Save up to $800 off select mattresses, plus up to 60 months, no interest financing, only at Marlowe Furniture. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Low temperatures tonight, only around 50 degrees, with plenty of clouds and a few isolated showers possible. There's a chance for a passing shower early tomorrow morning, but tomorrow, really all about the warmth. It is a hot February day with the high temperature of 80 degrees. In fact, we're only in the 60s until about 9, 10 a.m., and then temperatures are in the 70s before we even hit noon. Partly sunny and windy on Friday with gusts up to 30 miles an hour. And we'll start off with temperatures around 50 and fall into the 40s throughout the day. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Reagan National 51, BWI Marshall 47, Dulles Airport 50, and some of us rising to the mid-50s and 60s by daybreak. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. 920. This is WTOP News. Online tributes have been rolling in for former President Jimmy Carter after we learned the 98-year-old has entered hospice care at home following a recent series of hospital stays. Politicians, celebrities, and groups have been praising the one-term Democrat who has led an exemplary life of public service long after he left the White House. As we hear tonight from Health Affairs Editor-in-Chief Alan Weil, Carter is also being praised for shedding light on hospice care itself. It is a shift from focusing on trying to cure whatever illness you may have to having the best quality of life possible in the life that remains. It's a focus on peace and comfort and avoiding pain, preparing the family. It's a more social and holistic approach to the end of life than rushing into a hospital where one more thing is done that is very intrusive and may or may not extend life by what could be just a matter of days. I, of course, don't know President Carter, but it feels consistent with the values that I've seen expressed in his life that he would focus on family and peace rather than heroic measures where the ultimate outcome is going to be unchanged. This is the product of an evolution in thinking that just as when we know a new baby is on the way, there are gifts and celebrations and get togethers. We are starting to acknowledge perhaps more organically that death should not be seen as this unexpected and horrible thing in all cases. Do you think that that evolution in thinking is coming more from the medical community or maybe more from our society at large? How people are changing their thoughts about the end of life? Most clinicians are still focused very much on cure. That's what they were trained to do. Death can be viewed as a failure. There is a field of palliative care that is growing rapidly, but is still much smaller than it needs to be given the age of the population. I would say the move toward focusing on improving the experience of the end of life comes both from forward-looking clinicians and from family members who have experiences that they believe either were disappointing or were excellent and enable them to be advocates for this sort of care. The number of people on Medicare who use the hospice benefit is growing rapidly. So there is, I believe, culturally a growing understanding of the benefits 
Let's finish with what's new at Health Affairs. Uh, yes, last week we published a paper by Mariana Sokal of Johns Hopkins University and co-authors. It analyzed the global supply chain for producing generic drugs for U.S. consumers. They found about a third of generic drug ingredients have only one facility where they're manufactured, which means there's significant risk for supply disruptions or supply shortages. That's Health Affairs Editor-in-Chief Alan Weil on Skype. Read more about the study he mentioned at the end at WTOP.com. Search Health Affairs. Will the district's revised criminal code ever be enacted? That depends on what happens in Congress. It faces an uphill battle in the Senate after the House voted to block it over fears it's soft on crime. But D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson defends the updated code, saying it's gotten a bad rap. It's really easy to demagogue crime. You know, we're increasingly a headline society, so the headline kind of like nails it. Mendelson blames both the city mayor Muriel Bowser and D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti III for casting the revised criminal code as soft on crime. It will not make the city less safe, and that's because sentencing in itself does not have a deterrent effect on crime. Mendelson says both the mayor and the chief don't understand the criminal code. If Congress intervenes, they will mess up our criminal justice system. Hear our full conversation on how the changes would actually impact D.C. residents on this week's episode of WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. Luke Garrett, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out to the mayor's office for response to Mendelssohn's comments. More victims of a suspected child abuser could be out here. The suspect is almost in his mid-90s. It's the latest word from Arlington County Police. They're asking people to come forward if they have information. Detectives say earlier this month a woman called 911 after seeing suspicious behavior between 94-year-old Adolfo Zambrano and a child and confronted him. When officers with the Special Victims Unit arrived, they determined Zambrano inappropriately touched the child. And in investigating Zambrano, they identified a woman who reported he touched her inappropriately as a child more than 20 years ago. Detectives took Zambrano into custody on February 16th. Now they worry that the Arlington resident may have more victims. Zambrano is charged with two counts of aggravated sexual battery. Arlington police are still investigating and say anyone with past encounters with him or additional information should contact them. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 in Brennan Hazleton. A less turbulent day on Wall Street with the Dow closing down 85. The Nasdaq gained 15. S&P down 6. At their most recent meeting, Federal Reserve officials indicated there are signs inflation is coming down, but not enough to counter the need for more interest rate hikes. And for $902 million, Bill Gates has acquired a minority stake in Heineken Holding the controlling shareholder of the world's second largest brewer. Brendan Hazelton, WTOP News. A couple of Asian markets, in fact, three of them are lower, and a couple others are surging a bit. So South Korea's Kospi is up more than 1%, but Tokyo stocks down 1.5%. Coming up here on WTOP, breaking news, a deadly police shooting. It happened uh, outside Tyson's Corner Mall, where two officers were chasing an accused suspect, a theft suspect tonight. When that person didn't stop, the police chief is telling reporters just minutes ago that he was shot and killed. WTOP's Mike Marillo will have a live update from the scene. Stay close to WTOP, your breaking news, traffic, and weather station. I want to break free. Ready to break free, D.C.? Take your dream vacation with Norwegian Cruise Line to Europe, Alaska, the Caribbean, and more. Book today and get 50% off all cruises all over the world. Plus, enjoy free airfare for second guests, free unlimited open bar, free specialty dining, and more. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor, or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Offer and soon, D.C. Norwegian Cruise Line. 
sales save, feel free. Ships Registry, the Bahamas and USA. <laughs>